Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 247, recorded live on Saturday, March 10th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who's not going to care what's going on tomorrow other than Daylight Savings Time, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who's going to care about Daylight Savings Time, but also care about it since it's Selection Sunday, Andy Lowe, hi. You perhaps have not seen who else is registered on Jeff's site. All right, wait, are you on? Hold on, let me pull it up. Although, thank you for letting me, or for reminding me that tomorrow's the selection. David Pillay, oh! This could be interesting. <laughs> See, what I'm going to do, Andy, is take yours and choose the other team. Every time. <laughs> mm, that's not going to help you out much after... Okay, after the first two rounds, then do that? Well, I mean, after the first round, I can't do that, Andy. You can do it in the later rounds. If you follow me for the first couple of rounds, and then switch it after I, I completely... No, but, oh, okay, so you're... See, I'm saying I'm not going to follow you. In that first round, everyone you pick to win, I will pick to lose. Then you will get destroyed very I quickly. know I will. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. Especially no, I, with the way that, Sy- well, granted, Syracuse lost last night, but. <laughs> no, we'll we'll take a look. We'll see what happens. We'll I see. might just end up flipping coins. Hey, when we had Sunday, I had her pick between the two teams. Based on the number of times she wagged her tail, I believe. No, I had uh, dog treats and bowls. Ah. With a picture of the um, mascot, team, the, the logo. team logo, quote unquote, <laughs> and the team name. I think yeah. after a while, she's like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> treat, 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 treat. More treat. treats. All right. I'll keep doing this. No problem. Wasn't your dog diabetic? <laughs> no. Okay, she's, good. She I looked very happy in long life. She did. I remember her being a little pudgy, but she was very happy. I will grant you that. It's because she spent most of her days laying on a uh, beanbag out in the Florida room, tanning yep. herself in the sun. Yep. She was a very sweet puppy and one of the very few dogs that I actually enjoyed seeing and playing with. Anyways. So Dave pulled a fast one on me. What did I do now? Well, you you signed up and you didn't say anything. Yeah, well, it would have been really funny if I just kept going with it. (laughs) I wouldn't have noticed until Thursday and then I would have looked down the list and been like, what? Dave? Dave! I could have done it as a pseudonym. Oh, true. That would have been even more funny. Mm-hmm. Or funnier, I suppose. Okay, so now Dave has to worry about Daylight Savings Time and Selection Sunday. Well, not really. I'm yeah. like, whatever. <laughs> Clearly, I am so worried about it, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am curious about who's going to win today with Ohio State Michigan. And, and Michigan, Michigan State, State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Jeez. It's a good day to watch the Big Ten. Yeah. Oh. I was so excited when Eastern won the Mac West and was first seed in the Mac tournament. And then lost. Yeah, 55-52 to Northern Illinois. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. It gives Western a chance now. They're number two. Yeah. So. I mean, by a chance, you mean a chance to do something. Certainly yes. not a chance to win. Well, maybe win the Mac. Yeah. And then get probably seated 12th and then lose. Right. So we'll see. So it's what, 12th versus 4th? 7th. 7th? See, this is why someday I'm really not worried, is I don't know jack shit about this. Or no, the seven ten. sorry, five twelve. Wow. Why did I say... Yeah, because it adds up to 17, right? Yeah. Okay. 
I swear I'm, I'm okay. You it's sure? Okay, I'm okay. You sure you're okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was that little incident before we started recording. Yeah. We'll just skip over right. that one and talk about the contest that we had, which we were supposed to finish up last week, but I was um, curling last week. Yeah, how was curling? Um, we could have done better. We lost our first game by, no joke, half an inch. Oh, Came down to bad. two hours of curling. We lost by half an inch. Too bad. I know. Which, if we would have okay. won that, we would have been in the... Andy. Oh. Andy. Yes. Contest. Okay. We had three entries. Yes. Well, technically, we had five, but um, my brother didn't actually put an entry in. He just said, hey, I'm not going to put one in, but... But hey. Yeah, hey. And then Kate put one in. Which just said, I like Andy's voice. I mean, technically, that is enough to qualify. However, the uh, standard family, no. Yeah. No. Thank you, Kate, but no. (laughs) Well, I guess Andy should thank you more than I should, but no. Well, she is a consistent listener. Yes, she is. She does email me randomly with, oh my god, you guys are so stupid. Yes, she does. Or that is quite silly, or that doesn't really matter. But then we had three other ones. We had three actual entries. Yes. And this was for the Amazon gift card? Yes, $15 Amazon gift card. Do you have your uh, your your random generator yes, up and ready? Yes, I do have it up right now. Okay, and the winner is? Number one. So who's the first one on my list? Let me go... Captain... Robert McCoy. Oh, you went in reverse order, I see. Oh, you wanted me to go in the other order? Well, I was going chronological of who oh. submitted first, but... I just put them in a list. I just copied and pasted. Okay. Then, unfortunately for Captain Tapole, it is indeed <laughs> Robert McCoy. So, Robert, however, however, well, not however, go, go ahead and finish. I was going to say I was going to send him an email with the gift card. Okay. Code. Well, congratulations. However, this is not the end. No, there that is a was, part two. That was the part one February contest. Yes. We now have the part two March electric boogaloo contest. <laughs> part two, the March electric boogaloo. <laughs> part two. Oh, hot shots part two. Nice. Yep. So, um. If people know their Roman history, you would know about the um, Ides of March happening March 15th, which um, was the day that Julius Caesar was killed, so it's not a good day, especially well, for him. I mean, it was a really bad day for him. It was a good day for half the world. <laughs> I suppose. But yes, Julius but just, Caesar. Yeah, I'm just going on, on the thing that the Ides of March is not a good thing. Okay. So, what the second half of the contest is, is we had people talking about what they liked about the show, which I had all response going up about what they thought. But anyway, the second half of this, uh, also for a $15 Amazon gift card, or we also have, it seems, quite a plethora of games on Steam. Yeah, we we have a couple extra coupon codes, so you can volunteer to... Forgo the $15 gift card and take one of the games instead. But we'll, we'll have to get a list of, together of what we own. Um, so, let us what know you, what you like about the show. This month we are doing what you don't like about the show. What do you see us as needing to improve on? Yes. Nice positive spin on that, Dave. Thank you. It's that whole teacher thing. Ah. So we will run it. For the next month, which will be one, two... And and for the record, especially milk does not count. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. That's old school. What, what do you mean old school? You do that like every week. You I, cannot claim that to be old school. Well, I was just thinking of the email we got back in like... 
episode 40 or something around there with when possible, we were talking about, possible uh, uh, subtitles. Taglines yeah. and subtitles. Yep. All right. So next, this month, all the way till March 31st. What send you- an email. Send a tweet. Yep. Send a direct message. Yep. yep. Do something that tells us what you think we can improve on. Yes. And yes. if anyone out. says the website, so help me, I w- I'm No, no, no. <laughs> I'll give you an extra $5. If God you- damn it, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that was just you because- go do better. <laughs> All right. So we should probably hit a lot of topics since we didn't have anything last week. We have a lot of topics. All right. So some of the big ones then? Yes iPad, I can't say iPad 3. No, because they didn't call it the iPad 3. Third generation iPad. They just called it the new iPad. Yes. And I I see all these people going into an uproar about that. Like, oh, but that means that iPad is better than iPad 2. And, you know, what the hell are we supposed to do here? And what what I tell these people is, guys, think back five years. In fact, more than five years. But think back to the iPod. When the first iPod came out, Andy, what was it called? Um, The iPod. When they came out with the second generation iPod, what was it called? The iPod. And the third generation. Did they switch to the iPod Classic then, or no? Nope. When did they switch from iPod to iPod Classic? Pretty sure that was when they did iPod Nano Ah, iPod Shuffle. And even then, the iPod Classic was still just the iPod. Yeah, iPod Classic first to third generations. Okay, so it was the fourth generation when they released the Nano, and then they called the iPod the iPod Classic. All right. Yeah, so... People who were dealing with used iPads, buying and selling, they cared what generation it was, and they'd say like iPad second or iPod second generation. I have third gen. I mean, I bought a second gen Nano. I bought a, right. I didn't buy a Nano two. No, I bought a second gen Nano. Especially the the major difference between the second and third generation Nanos was. Huge. Yeah. But you get the idea. Yeah. So why are people getting all pissy that it's just the iPad again? It was a mistake in the first place. They never should have put out iPad 2. But that's what they called it. Yes, and now they are rectifying the mistake. (laughs) By just saying it's an iPad. And just say, like, you know what? This is stupid. Numbering systems don't work. We're just going to call it the iPad. Would have been really funny, though, if they had named it the iPad 360. (laughs) I would have laughed hard. So there's a new iPad out. Faster processor, better cameras, better screen, better screen, 4G connection now, which is a new thing for the iPad. Yeah. And that's it. It's basically about it. They uh there there was a little bit about Apple TV also before they made the iPad announcement. There's you can stream 1080p video on from the cloud. Woot. I'm just thinking of how much bandwidth you're going to go through on that one. Going over your yeah. 4G connection, and you're only allowed, what, 2 gigabytes? Something like that. Yep. So it's going to be uh, showing up in stores March 16th, mm-hmm. so Friday. And if you've pre-ordered it, you will not get it on the 16th. At this point, pre-orders are now being delivered on the 19th. <laughs> the I think the first group of pre-orders will still make the 16th. But at this point, if you want it on the 16th, you better go to your Apple store and start camping out. Oh, the... <laughs> You know what I would love to do is camp out at an Apple store, but just wait and late in line. Be like the first person in line and not actually buy the iPad. Just go, no, no, I just want a pair of headphones. <laughs> Andy, I will do that with you sometime. <laughs> I, like, I will take vacation time and we, we can sit there. We'll camp out for two days and just buy like an iPod Nano or something. I, just, I need a screen protector. I will do that with you. Well, thank God the Genius Bar is finally open. (laughs) 
hey, how do I turn this on? <laughs> oh. Everybody else in line be like, what are you guys doing? It's so stupid. I'm like, you guys are waiting in line two days to buy a, a, a piece of electronics. $830, 64 gigabyte version yep. Yep. iPad. You, you know what else we could do? Hmm. Is sit there with our Android phones and tablets <laughs> while waiting for this. Android phones and tablets, my HP laptop out. Yep. All of my Alienware. Oh, that'll be good times. Oh, they would get so pissed at us. So what also came out of the um, Apple iPad announcement, which I thought was kind of interesting, was the fact that one of the guys who was reporting on that didn't actually report on the iPad at all. Okay. He was kind of doing a report on the live blogging of Apple's iPad announcement. Okay. Because, you know, Apple doesn't do any official streams of their announcements. Right, but they give people wireless. Yes, and so every website has their own little live blog where people are in the crowd typing up their things, taking pictures from their seat, because you can't do video. People have done video and then gotten kicked out of all future Apple. Announcements. Events. Right. So the guy's like, um, these announcements suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not Steve Jobs anymore. Well, it's just the fact that everybody tries using different live blogging tools and all of them seem to just suck. Yeah. They, th- there's actually, um, let's see, CNET, The Verge, and TechCrunch all use Scribble Live. And uh, The Verge CEO at some or sorry, editor in chief said at one point, sorry guys, Scribble Live is screwed. We won't be using that service again. And Cover It Live got broken down. Um, GigaOhm's people actually reverted to using a WordPress blog in order to get their information out. Wow. Yeah. It just updated it very quickly. Yeah. So the Cover It Live said, traffic yesterday was around two to three times out of the iPhone 4S event. Traffic across all types of events, we cover varies widely, but Apple events generate around ten times the traffic of other events. Well, because you can't get a video of it. Yeah, and everybody everybody who's a small, independent website of some kind would doesn't have the money or time to create their own live blog software. Right. So they go to third-party stuff like Scribble Live and Cover It Live. and Which then get slammed. Yeah. So the guy was like, well, what's what's the option then? Because these third-party sites can't handle Build your it. own. You, you could build your own, but that's going to take time and money. Build your own. <laughs> it's just going to take time and money, which people are spending you know, instead on working. A pre-made one. Yeah. yeah. So somebody's like, so Twitter? Yeah. Which, so Andy, what I need you to do <laughs> is create a, an ability for to use Twitter, but have it able to... Oh, that would be an interesting idea. Set up some sort of encoding that can use 140 characters that you can use to encode pictures. Uh, Andy. Yeah? There, it's called TwitPick. Well, no, no. I'm just saying, but also have it so you can do text longer than 140 characters. So almost have like an encoded Twitter stream. You tweet links. <laughs> <sighs> Well, yeah, but then people would have to click the links every single time, just like Twitter, because when you post on no, a person's... No, no, Andy. Yeah? No, you don't need to tweet. You don't need to click the tweets every time. Twitter is open. You write a web code. So the, the web page that you're viewing will be constantly checking the Twitter stream. Every time it sees a new link, it follows it, grabs the information there, and that's what it displays on the page. Hmm. Now, anyone not using your site would be able to click the links and see what you typed. But if they went to our site, they would just have the live stream, just like it is with any other live blogging. Yep. Hmm. And you could tell it to do photos. You could tell it to do 
text. You could tell it to do whatever you wanted. Anything you link to it could grab. But then by the time the live blogging is done, you're going to have 140 different websites. Yeah. No, they're all pages on a single website. Well, yeah, but I'm saying you're going to have 140 page links that you're going to have to do something with. Why? True, you could just have one and always post to that and then have the Twitter always go back to the same well, one. I mean, at that point, why aren't you just updating your one web page? You have an excellent point. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting idea, but right now it seems Apple, there needs to be a better option for Apple events. Other, other events seem to handle fine. It's just Apple. It's so Other option up. for Apple events. Everyone stop paying attention. It's not worth it. But it's the newest and latest thing. Yeah. I, I actually was listening on NPR to um, a reseller. Who said, like, he does an online, I don't remember what site it was, but he does online resale, and most of it is Apple products. Okay. And he said that whenever Apple has an announcement, we get flooded with people dropping their old gear off to sell. So, like, they're getting hit with tons of iPad 2s right now. So, the best time to buy a used Apple product that's previous is generation. Right after, yeah, right after Apple has announced it. Got it. But my point is, these people are idiots. And I understand wanting to be an early adopter. I bought the T-Mobile G1. Gotcha. But then I stuck with the T-Mobile G1. That's a consequence of being an early adopter, is you're going to be obsolete first. And if you're going to purchase an early release, if you're going to get it right when it comes out... You have to be ready for that, and you have to be willing to take that. So all the people who are buying, or rather selling their iPad 2s right now so that they can get the iPad 3 and have the latest and greatest, you guys are being idiots. Well, iPad 2 is perfectly fine. Don't worry about it. Deal with it. Well, we could even expand this to other things. The fact that video games, if you want the game on day one, you're going to pay you the 60 bucks. Yep. If you're willing to wait a little bit, yeah. it'll be significantly cheaper. How much did you pay for Assassin's Creed Brotherhood? Like 30 bucks. Revelations or something like that? Revelations, I think I paid like 30 bucks. So half the cost of what I paid, Mm -hmm. and I don't think I finished or even started the game. I know I haven't started the game. (laughs) Fallout Vegas, I think I got for like 8 bucks. Yeah, oh, speaking of that, um, that's on my list now. Of I signed up because the blockbusters are going out of business. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the blockbuster people are trying to get everybody to sign up for their online total access thing, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So I signed up for the blockbuster thing because I wanted to see about their game package. Right. Um, they only have about 300 Xbox games. Okay. And... Uh, I'm okay with their selection, not really that enthused. I don't know where you're going with this. Um, but fail, Fallout New Vegas was on there. Okay. But that's I'm going to try that out for two months for free, because people were like, yeah, it's two months free. You can do the three discs. Um, make sure you just cancel it by this date, and they printed off a receipt and wrote down, circled the... Ec- like <laughs> date the, you must yeah. kill it by this date and wrote down the 800 number on the sheet nice very nice so i'm gonna get that free for two months and i'll let you know after a while how my experience is with it okay i smell a random review coming up yep. sometime of a dying service i don't know it's like the blockbuster version of netflix yes but blockbuster itself is a dying service yes yes it is so well i think the brick and mortar is a dying service andy yes let's be honest blockbuster's already dead it's owned by DirecTV. Dish. Dish Network. It's already dead. True. They're just using the name at this point. All right. So, GDC is going on. Yes, which is why Kotaku is exploding. Yep. And um, basically the biggest news out of that was Angry Birds Space. Woo! Yeah. 
But um, when can we download that? I'm not sure. Okay. I haven't played an Angry Birds game. I don't know. Last time I played an Angry Birds game. Okay. There's actually been a lot coming out of GDC. Yeah. Angry Birds Space is but one of them. One thing that I thought was interesting was the fact that Valve had um, a panel about Team Fortress 2 mm-hmm. and how it started up and the updates and what to do and all this stuff. And one interesting fact was after Val, uh, Team Fortress 2 went free to play, its revenues probably quadrupled higher. Seven times? Higher. Twelve times? Yes. Twelve times? Twelve times. Holy shit. Twelve times more revenue. By making a game free. Yes. Well, wait. Twelve times more revenue compared to what? Compared to when it was just buying Team Fortress 2. It, right. But, uh, like, per month or overall? Let me try and figure out exactly where they talk about the. Because I imagine the revenue from Team Fortress 2, when they decided to make it free-to-play, was pretty much non-existent. Everyone who bought it, or rather everyone who was going to buy it, bought it. Okay, and everyone else couldn't care. Revenue for item sales alone were four times larger than the revenues from sales of Team Fortress 2 itself. Okay, so four times just from selling items versus selling the game. Right, but selling the game over what period? I'm guessing... The life of the game? The last month? The last year? Monthly... Okay, so they compared the 12 times. Here we go. At the very end is when they explain the 12 times. Overall, overall revenue was up 12 times higher than monthly TF2 sales were. So they're making 12 times more a month after the free-to-play transition is all done than they were before all of the items and everything. Hmm. So it's not quite as impressive because their monthly revenue would have been very low at that point. Yes. But still, I mean, that is a lot of money. Yeah. What's really interesting is the fact that they were talking about how they've used community engagement to actually pick what items to put into the game and such. Okay. So they have the teaser trailer and everything, Mm -hmm. and what they would do is they put the teaser trailer out there, and then Valve would kind of just keep an eye on the forums and see what people are talking about. Oh, cute. Yeah. Players picked up on a blueprint displayed in passing within the teaser trailer for the engineer update. Yeah. <laughs> which was a mechanical hand item. So they just kind of throw shit in the, yeah, the trailers. The, the players didn't realize it, but they were indirectly voting on the content of the update. When the update shipped, it included that robot hand that everybody started talking about. Well, but what other stuff was in the trailer that they missed? I, or that I don't know. Get talked about. But they, they kind of throw the stuff out there, and they listen to the community, and the community goes, well, that was cool, that's kind of neat. Well, what if... The pyro could light the sniper's arrows on fire. Valve hadn't thought about that until they read the forums, and everybody went, oh, that'd be so cool. And the Valve and goes, now, <laughs> okay. Can, can you now light yes. the sniper's arrows on fire? You can now light sniper arrows on fire. Wow. Well done, Valve. <laughs> I, I, by the way, have not gotten a response from Gabe Newell yet. Oh. I don't expect I'll be getting one. Probably not. It's too bad. More than half the items now are all community. Valve took the idea of a community-based game. And ran with it. And ran with it. And they're doing great. All the way to the bank. Yep. God damn. We need to invent some more hats. Yeah. <laughs> Random hat. So, Andy, what I need you to do. I think our meme is getting old. I find it funny still. Okay. So that's some of the stuff with Valve. What do you got for Valve? Valve was uh, making some new headlines in some uh, in various gaming journals about a Steam box. Isn't that called a sauna? Ah ha ha ha. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, when I first heard about this, a couple jokes came to mind. Like, oh well, you know, at least we know there will be no third generation. No, nothing. 
I, I don't get it. Valve never completes a third generation. Half-Life, Half-Life 2, uh, Portal, Portal 2, uh, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2. Wait, where is instantrimshot.com? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, that's too quiet. Oh, I gotta turn that up. There Thank we go. You. Okay, yes, I'll be here all night, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Uh, so it, it was rumored that Valve was working on a console that would have Steam. And we're not talking about the PlayStation 3, which has this whole Steam integration, which it sort of does and sort of doesn't. We're talking about actual Steam on a box in your living room, hooked up to your TV. Isn't that called OnLive? Go ahead and press your button. There we there go. You go. <laughs> it's still pretty quiet, by the way. Sorry, it's coming out through the laptop. I haven't set up the stuff to pipe computer audio in through Skype right, yet. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so they, they decided, they, a couple people got a hold of the story and ran with it and said, aha, and then, uh, you know, a picture came out of a Valve engineer's little prototype, and, you know, he posted it on Twitter, going like, hey, look at what I've built. And people went nuts going, oh my god, is this a prototype for the Steam box? Oh my god, this would be so amazing. This Valve is like, no, 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 no. We are not doing that. We're not working on that. We're a software company. We build our own boxes for internal testing, not for, hey, let's think about this. We're not denying that it will never be a possibility, but it's not something we are actively pursuing. Which is, they they probably I know they have said that they build their own dev boxes to you know yeah work on their own games. They build their own dev boxes. They build their own stress boxes of like what conditions can we put on this game and see what happens. So yes, an engineer at Valve built a computer. <laughs> Good for him. It does not herald the beginning of a new age of downloadable content. It's like saying, oh my god, Microsoft had built a computer. Does that mean right. Microsoft going into hardware? Oh, wait, they are. Never mind. They already did, Andy. There we go. I think I now know a title for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, well, that kind of settles that. So what else do we got going on here? Uh, was there anything else from Valve? No. Okay. SimCity 5. I am leery about this. I am incredibly leery about that. I'm not even leery. I'm wary about it. Or weary. Weary and leery and... I, I think weary is what you're going for. Or wary of. Yeah. Not, yeah. not weary. Weary is tired. Wary is cautious. I love how the first link on Kotaku is hopefully it meets my expecta- expectations and doesn't end up becoming sim shitty. Ah ha ha ha. There we go. Yeah. All right. I'm done with that now. <laughs> Um, a lot of the the original shots that were released were kind of cinematic and pre-rendered and concept, but they have since released some of the more detailed, hey, this is the stuff that's actually in the game, and it still looks pretty gorgeous. Yeah, looking at some of the screenshots, it does seem nice. Yeah, well, because those screenshots are uh, pre-rendered. <laughs> but at the bottom, there's a link of first SimCity gameplay footage reticulates my splines. Ah. And that shows, that's got images of the actual gameplay and what it would look like. Inside the still glass box engine's gorgeous. graphics not final. All right. It still looks freaking gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Sorry, I just downloaded the uh, Whip app. Okay. Did you see Big Bang Theory? 
Not recently. Ah, never mind then. I know that I should. It's a good show. I thought you remember you originally like, oh, Big Bang Theory. No, Andy, I've never. What I've said is that I hate the laugh track. It's not a laugh and track. I, to this, it is a laugh track. It's not. A, it's live studio audience. It the only it's, people. Yeah, but the, okay. Even if it's a live studio audience, Andy, is it a, a separate audio track? I'm not sure. I don't is know how their audio. Is it people laughing? It is a fucking laugh track. Sorry, hold on, let me exit out of that. There we go, exit. Really, I have to hit exit three times to get out of the app? Yes. It's a horrible app. I don't care if it's a pre-recorded laugh track or a live laugh track. It's a laugh track. It's less of a laugh track than How I Met Your Mother. Which is still a laugh track. Well, they actually, they record all the stuff ahead of time, and then they play the video back to a live audience and then record their laughter. Yeah, you know what? I don't need to be told when to laugh. Well, then you... There was an episode, actually, of um, Craig Ferguson's, The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, Mm -hmm. where he removed his studio audience for the entire episode. Okay. It was actually an interesting episode, too, because he had Stephen Fry on it, and both of them were discussing the connotations of not having an audience. It was like meta late-night TV. Yeah. So if you ever have a chance of hunting that down, I'm not sure how long ago it was. I think I still have it on my computer at some point. Sure, the internet contains it somewhere. So, speaking of of apps, have you opened up the uh, Google Marketplace on your phone? I had my update this morning. (laughs) To Google Play? Google Play. Yes. Yes, it it updated this morning, and now I have the new icon for Play Market. And and I assume play music. Yeah, play music, play uh, play books. As I scroll through my many, many apps, I and I find... get rid of some of my apps. Especially yeah. that one I just downloaded of the Whip. <laughs> I think it might be time to refresh my phone. I have too many apps on here again. Yeah. It's really slowing down. So Yes, Google Market is... Uh, sorry, Android Market is dead. Long live Android Market in the form of Google Play Market. Because it combined the, Google, the Android Market and the Chrome Market and Google Books... And Google, Google Music. Music. It's now just Google Play. Which, which is nice. It gives a unified front. Mm-hmm. I don't like the name, though. Play? Yeah. Why not? Because you have... I'm just trying to think of the number of apps I have on my phone. Yeah. Compared to the number of games I have on my phone. Okay. And it's... I don't even think the games entered into it. I, I think the play was for the media. Yes, but that still... That's, music and movies. In order to get security software for my phone, I have to go to Google Play? Yes. I'm going to play Microsoft Office? Yes. Granted, I probably could because they have um, Snake built into Excel. Oh, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. But still, it's. I'm glad they took everything and put it in one spot, especially since the way the Apple App Store is set up and Amazon's starting to try and take a bite of Android. Mm-hmm. But another thing that was kind of missed in this is the fact that um, you have to use Google Wallet in order to pay for stuff now. Eh, I've been using the Google's payment service anyways, so what's the difference? I don't know. There's, well, I've got, I think, about $100 still sitting around in a PayPal account that I need to move somewhere. Pull it out of PayPal into your bank account. I suppose. Or leave it in PayPal for the next time you buy something on eBay. That's also what I've been doing. What have you been buying on eBay? Uh, I bought a keychain on eBay. I think it's the last thing I bought on eBay. But also I bought some other stuff there. When they have PayPal, I just use it just because just slowly getting rid of it. I bought a t-shirt. Okay. Use PayPal. Well done. 
So it's a neat idea. I just don't like the name. That's all I'm saying. It's okay. A, it's a great okay. idea. Well, well, you go to Mountain View, which is actually where I'm going next week, and you let them know. Why are you going to Mountain View? Because I'm going to San Jose. Do you know the way to San Jose? I do not know the way to San Jose. Well, I sort of, I, my, my way to San Jose is actually to go east to Milwaukee and catch a flight to San Jose. Ah, you're just skipping over the whole song lyrics and all that? Yes. Okay. All right, Dave. If I told you... Zanga and Konami were agreeing to do something. Who do you think would be wearing the pants in that relationship? Konami? You are incorrect. Well, okay. Then I, I would have to step back and say, on what platform? Ah, there you go. Facebook and Zanga.com. <laughs> then it would be Zynga. <laughs> then, then, yes, if I were Konami, I would go to Zynga and say, Hi, we'd like to use your services. Well, then that's what's going to happen. Uh, Zanga has announced that they have inked a deal with Konami to publish social games on Facebook and Zynga.com under the company's banner. So, Which company's banner? Zynga's? Uh, let me try and find the, trying no, to find the PDF, Konami, the official public no. announcement. Why would you do that? Because Zanga and Zynga. Zynga. Social media and Zynga. Go together hand in hand. Yep. Oh, dear. No, Konami, no. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. BA. Select start. Two-player, nice. So, yeah, it's there's going to be, I guess, some sort of Metal Gear Solidville? I hope not. <laughs> Pac-Manville? Oh, wait, that's Namco, not Konami. Um, that- DDRville! Ah, there you go. They're also, uh, Rebellion is also in there. Which, do you remember Rebellion was the company that did Evil Genius? Okay. Now that's a game I would love to see happening again. It could actually come on Facebook. That could work. Granted, it was originally actually Elixir and uh, Sierra, but Rebellion is the one who owns... The rights. Yep. Yeah, but I, I could actually see that working on Facebook. In fact, I could see that working as a Zynga game. Because it seems perfect. But just about building your own dungeon? Yep. Maybe that's what's going to happen next. Mm, not likely. Oh. You know what's happening next for Terraria? What? Nothing! What? What do you mean, nothing? Absolutely nothing. The game creators have said, we are done with updates. <laughs> no more. It's done. Goodbye. We're kissing the project off. Well then. Which, in the sense of, like, it's a game. It has, you know, most other games, that's what happens before it's released, right? It's done when it comes out. But it's kind of in this day and age, we've we've been conditioned to expect new content. Especially when you compare Terraria to Minecraft. Yep. Or you look at, I mean, any MMO, yeah. you're expected to continue your content release. Even if it's DLC, you're expected to continue. So they've gone and they've said, thank you so much, guys. It's been a blast. We're all going to move on to other projects. Terraria is done. Which, so, if you think about it, is not a new thing. What? Hold on, I feel like I'm going to have to sneeze. Look at a light. Look at a light. All right, I'm good. Sorry. Okay. My apologies for that, but... I'll just edit it out. Like, I remember exactly when I was going to sneeze. One hour and 17 minutes into Skype. Anyway, but think the video games have always just been over. Yeah, well, that's what I just said. I know, but it's... It was like... You put it on here as a big news item. It's like, a game is ending. Ooh. Well, it, it... The thing is, they had been producing new content and had been updating it. It's just like saying, okay, uh, the show is going to end. Ooh, House is finally done after eight years. Is it done at this point? Yeah, they said they were going to be done after this year. Okay. Especially since Hugh Laurie's contract is up and Hugh Laurie said... I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Eight years. It's it's really interesting to think now eight years is a long time, but... um, 
bonanza. Yeah, I do believe it was on TV for 14 years. Yeah, 1959 to 1973. 430 episodes, 14 seasons. Yep, MASH was on for a while, too. Uh, Let's check. I want to say like six seasons. MASH TV series. 72 to 77, 11 seasons, 251 episodes. Yep. But uh, like of recent times, what's been the longest series on broadcast TV that the has Simpsons. not been a news show? The Simpsons. Okay, other than The Simpsons, because that's its own. <laughs> you could think about that almost as the old school. Uh, as a standard. Yeah. Uh, the Daily Show, which isn't a news show. It's a comedy show. True. South Park. But I was also thinking um, broadcast TV. Oh, instead of cable? Yeah. Uh, uh, the Super Bowl. Longest running U.S. states television series. Yeah, today, Guiding Light, that's done. Face to Nate, it's, yeah, nothing really. Yep. U.S. primetime television series, here we go. Oh, they. Why did somebody put a grid on Wikipedia and not allow you to search it? Do not know. I don't know either. Okay. Anyway. Other crazy news in gaming. Yes. When... Uh, it was a, a while ago, someone decided to say, hey, what if, and in fact, it wasn't even someone, it was Dorkly, the, the really fun little gaming comedy website, Dorkly, okay. said, hey, let's give Mario a portal gun <laughs> and kind of see what would happen, right? So they, they made a flash animation of what the game could be if Mario had a portal gun. Okay. Someone else really liked this idea, really liked this idea, took the idea and ran with it and built Mario with portal guns. And it's done. It's ready to go. And it's kind of funny. It, it really is cheating. I love how the trailer is from um, that one the movie. The Wizard. The Wizard. Yeah. With Fred Savage. <laughs> oh, they're having fun with the fish. So is it, it's actually playable? It's playable. Not only is it playable, there is a level editor where you can build your own puzzles. It's co-op of like up to four people. Hmm. Could be interesting. Yeah. I like the concept of puzzles for Mario. Yeah. Well, it is a platformer, so there is some puzzle aspect to it. Side note, have you ever tried playing all of the original Mario without using any of the warp tubes? Yeah, I, Andy, I can't get past, like, World 2 without the warp tube. tubes. I'm terrible. Like, Bowser's Castle destroys me every time. I've always wanted to try that, but I know I would have to, you know, spend a weekend just doing that. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to just do that, I, I highly recommend the Super Mario crossover. Which is, at the same time, both significantly easier and significantly more challenging. Got it. Okay. Oh, something that's not on the list video game-wise. Assassin's Creed 3 has been announced. Oh, yeah. It's been announced. It will be set in the American Revolutionary War. Which, I originally saw that. I'm like, really? That's... It's not going to be that exciting. But then, the location they actually picked for it seems really interesting. I sent Dave a link about it, about how... There's like 3,000 people missing in that section of history. People just disappeared. Died. And there was multiple factions going on at the time. It's, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, it's going to be, be good. It's going to be a whole different engine, too. Yeah, so it should look significantly better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was about to say something, and you said that, and I don't remember what I'm going to say now. Sorry. Um, does it have to do with Pwn to Own? No. Okay. What is Pwn to Own? Remember the contest where people, you, you hack the laptop, you get the laptop? Yes. Happens at Canadian Security West Conference, or CANSEC yes. West. Yes, and what happened with it? Um, well, that happened just recently. 
And, Google put out a bounty again? Uh, well, because they didn't actually like how um, in Pwn to Own, you have to, you, you hack it, you get the item, and you have to submit the bug that you did, but not the bypass technique. Yeah, it's a little bit of a gray area where it's like, okay, this is what happened, but I'm not going to tell you how it happened. I'm just going to say, like, the exploit is somewhere in this code. Yeah, it's like, I broke into your door, here's the lockpick kit that I used, but I'm not going to tell you how I used no, no, it. No, no, it's, it's not even that. It's, here, let me open the door real fast and show you. It was this pin is what really let me in, but I'm not going to tell you how it let me in. It's like that door with the hammer that we talked about. I the used a hammer to hammer. pop open your door. I'm not going to tell you exactly how. Okay. The, the Remember the government-issued door that could be... No. We talked about that. I, I have no recollection of this. You have worse long-term memory than I do. Well, short-term. Uh, well, mm, not sure exactly. <laughs> Who are you again? <laughs> What's going on? What are we... We're talking about something. So, Google decided, since they weren't really happy with the rules of Pwn to Own, that they were going to ho- hold their own security challenge at the same time, at the same conference. Okay. Called Ponium. P-W-N-I-U-M. Okay. Um, and as soon as you uh, basically pwn Chrome, you'd get $60,000. And, um, yeah, Chrome has not fared well this year. It's been hacked twice in the Ponium contest and once in the Pwn to Own contest. Wow. Yeah. So that is so far $180,000 that people are paying out. Man, I wish I knew how to hack. It turns out the person who um, has decided to hack this, I guess, has been only doing it for about five months. What? I need to go learn how to hack. (laughs) Oh, wait, I work at a software company. That would probably be bad. Well, you could be a white hat hacker. Hack your own software and then bring it to them going, um, you guys have some issues. No, because we have a security team for that. That's their job, not mine. Well, maybe you'll get a job on the security team. I have a job that I enjoy very much so. Well, okay then. Why would I want to stop teaching? I don't know. Or training, I suppose. So, yeah, that... It's not been a good year, which was funny because I think last year, I think Chrome was the only one well, to survive Pwn to Own. I mean, it, it's not been a good year, but in the same sense, hey, Google found three new security holes that they're able to patch up. Yeah, and two of them have already been patched. Patched, right. So I, I don't think it's a bad year at all. No. So, yeah, Internet Explorer and Firefox have also been um, hacked as well. But that's it's. I bring that up because Google's like, oh, this... This sucks. We're going to do our own. We're going to show just you how be, great we just are. be careful. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I, I don't think it was at all how great we are, Andy. I, I think you are misinterpreting the reasoning behind this. Is they wanted to get as much information as possible rather than... Right. They're like, we, we're pretty sure... They wouldn't have done this if they knew that there were no security holes. Or if they had, they would have put it with, like, a much higher reward. It would have been, you know, $500,000 reward. They know that there are holes in there. They just need to find them. Crowdsourcing is the best way to do that, and crowdsourcing with a target audience of hackers is a really good way to do that. Yeah. So, also in games. Yes. Before we get dragged off too far. Okay. Peter Molyneux. Okay. Lionhead Studios, yep. Black and White, yep. Fable, yep. hasn't had an original idea since 1992. <laughs> I mean, uh, did I wait, say that wait. out loud? Thank you. There we go. <laughs> um has left Microsoft and Lionhead. Really? Yes. He's gone off to found his own studio, which I thought Lionhead was his own studio. But he, he's gone off and he's found Cans 22, or 22 Cans, well, I don't remember 22 which Cans. Is. 22 Cans. Uh, and will be working on games over there. 
This kind of reminds me of, uh, didn't, was it Sid Meier's who left to work on his own, or was it, um... Will Wright, Sid Meier, one or the other. Yeah, it was, yeah Will Wright, he was the one, because it was... You know what would be really interesting? What? To take Peter Molyneux, Will Wright, Sid Meier, Cliffy B, Tim Schafer, and lock them in a room together. Not only that, just get them all on a, just a panel and just... Let and them- just say, like... I, we want you guys to take the next hour and come up with a game. You don't need to actually program it, but just come up with a, a loose idea for game design. <laughs> it should be an interesting thing. Just get a bunch of game designers in a room and see what happens. Right, but not just game design. I mean, these guys are, are pretty much within the industry living legends. Yeah. I have a feeling that there's actually probably some bad blood between some of them, though. Well, this would be something interesting to try and find out. I don't know how to contact these people, so I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Andy? Yeah? You have their PR departments. True, and the source of this information about Peter Molyneux is from his Twitter feed. Right. (laughs) So, tweet to all of them, like, hey guys, we have a proposition. (laughs) Who knows? It's, some of the times it's those crazy things that actually works. Yep. Like, you should all go to PAX, and you should all form this panel. Okay. I think most of them are already going to be at PAX. I don't know. I don't know if they go to PAX. I, I don't recall ever seeing Sid Meier or Will Wright at PAX. True. Or Peter Molyneux or Cliffy B. Well, I think Cliffy B is actually gone. Yeah, we'll see. So what does this have to do with Whole Foods and Connect? Which, to me, does not sound... Well, that has nothing to do with Whole Foods and Connect. I'm not sure why you drew that connection. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> I almost didn't want to click that, but then I know you're, <laughs> you were literally sitting there waiting for it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, so Whole Foods has decided to... I, I don't know why Whole Foods has decided to do, the, to do this, of all people. Uh, in all honesty, this feels far more like a Meyer or Walmart or Costco kind of thing. They want smart shopping carts. Now, we've talked, Andy, you and I, about a smart fridge. Yes. Which evidently is in existence. Okay. Uh, but the idea is you come in with a grocery list. Yes. And what you do now is you come in, you've got your little handwritten list, and you put it down on the cart, and you walk around and cross things off the list, etc. So what Whole Foods is looking at is building a smarter shopping cart where you could program the list. The cart will have maps of the store. It will guide you around, and in fact, it will follow you so that you no longer have to push said shopping cart. I would just be excited of having that part of it, just a cart that follows you around so you don't have to push it. Yep, but it's more. It's got to be more than that because that necessitates a computer, and once you've got a computer, well, you know, why not have access to my grocery list? Why not have the cart tell me how much everything costs as I put it in the cart? Or maybe there's some sort of, granted I could see this being used very viciously, saying, hey, I've got a coupon for this other item instead. Would you like to try this other item? Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Not they- even other... Not even other item, okay. but just as you're, if the cart is location aware, which with Connect and RFID it could be, have it display coupons relative to where you're standing. So if I'm standing in front of the cookie aisle, it will give me a list of coupons available. For like, hey, Nabisco cookies, 20% off. Oh, and this week, Kraft's having to buy one, get one free. Yep. Now, I just don't want it to be the fact like the TV screens in <laughs> front of the gas stations where it's blurring me ads the entire time. Uh, you, you might have to put up with that. It's got to get funded somehow. Oh. But, you know, I'm looking at this as a, like, what you said I, I am actually kind of terrified of, of, like, I put in 
Nabisco. And it says, oh, hey, uh, before you do that, don't re- don't forget our off-brand product is, you know, you'd save this much, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That would be a little creepy. But that's what they're talking about is this kind of not self-aware but location-aware cart that would have connections to various input, including Connect. The Connect would basically be used to follow you and track you. That's I just want the uh, almost not a, a super smart cart, just an an okay smart cart. Yeah, well, I mean, a super smart cart would go in and get the stuff for you. Yeah, it'd be like, did you ever see the videos? Of the evolution of basically the pick system, nope. where you know how originally it would just be the uh, person would get a cart and go down all the aisles of materials. This is how this is how Amazon works, where it's just a giant warehouse filled with shelves, and the person will wander around grabbing the items off the shelves, putting them in a cart, taking it back, shipping it out. Nope. Oh, well, there's a video. I think it was at TED where the guy. Oh, that's loud. Hello, Woot. One of the items. Let me just mute those. Okay. Paintball shotgun. What? Hmm. Crazy paintball shotgun. Anyway. Distraction. Yeah. Literally was a, hey, look at this. But, um, so conditioned it, to that noise. It uh, would had this whole setup where it would actually pick up the shelves and take them to the person so the picker would not actually have to move. That's cute. Yeah. Kind of like the robots at uh, hospital pharmacies, where they just go grab the stuff and bring it to you? Yeah. If I find the link, I'll post it, but I have okay. to find the link again. Well, don't look for it right now. Um, uh, World of Warcraft. Two items on here. Okay. First off, uh, an analyst has estimated, where am I? I'm looking at six million man years have been spent in World of Warcraft. That's a lot. That is, hang on, times one million. So it's millions. Yeah, that's uh, 52 trillion years. Uh, not years, 52 trillion hours. Is that right? 52 billion hours. Millions, billions. Yeah, 52 trillion hours. That's a lot. That is an incredible amount of time. So much time spent in that game. And to think, Andy, you and I have contributed to that number. <laughs> oh, man, my slash played. I did it once and never did it again. Yeah, well, I have an add-on that goes through and adds it up across all of my characters. Mm. (laughs) You think yours was bad. (laughs) Which, by the way, brings us to the other item. I'm reading it right now and going, oh, I'm doing a a facepalm. Yeah. Because this seems so ridiculous. So the scroll of resurrection has happened before. This is not the first time. Uh, And it's... Blizzard going and saying, we've lost a lot of people, but, you know, how can we entice them back? Okay. What we was want the, them to pay us money. What was the original Scroll of Resurrection? Uh, it brought you back and gave you a free month and gave a free month to the person who recommended you. Ah, okay. This Scroll of Resurrection still gives, I believe, the free month. Okay. I, well, it might be like a free week or two. And it gives some free time back to the person who sent it. It also gives them a spectral flying mount. It also gives the person who had the deactivated account a free level up to level 80 and a free upgrade to Cataclysm. (laughs) And a free server slash faction transfer. Okay, so the inviter gets the free spectral mount. The person who receives it gets a boost to level 80, free upgrade to Cataclysm, seven free days of game time, and a free character transfer. Yep. I don't know... (laughs) 
I know we tried. We tried a couple of times to get a group of us together to try and level up our characters at the same time. Yes, which the did, dwarven detectives. Yeah, yeah, which didn't really work out all that well. I think we were like, the, oh, we're going to do a bunch of quests together, and then it went to, okay, we're just going to do raids together. Then it just well, no, it's it's hard to coordinate three people. Yeah, I actually have a, a friend who he and his friends scheduled time every week. That's every you, Tuesday night they played those characters. That's what you have to do is schedule yeah. time, and we never did that. We didn't really think about scheduling time. No. So Dungeons and Dragons we scheduled time for. Yes, well, because that obviously you need to. You can't do a pickup game of D and D with your friends. It just doesn't work. Well, you could if you pre-roll characters. Yes. So the Scroll of Resurrection has been resurrected, as it were. It's back out. Uh, if anyone's interested, drop me a line. I do still play. This sort of reminds me of that. E- oh. Sorry, I just was thinking of D&D back to my email D&D, which... Which you still haven't done anything with. I know. I had built a really cool concept cleric for that, damn it. I was excited for that. I just, I think I tried to go too quickly into it without planning out ahead of time. <laughs> where and, to take it? Yeah, where to take it. And my, I have never DM'd before, and so I didn't know what to do, if that makes yeah. any sense. Oh, it, it does. It's 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 just no joke, sorry to bring this to curling, but I've curled for many years. I haven't started skipping until this year. It's a whole nother ball game. Yep. Whole nother ball game. Yep. But damn it, I liked that cleric. I know, and I liked my premise I had going with the game. The thing was, I had the the long-term goal spread out, no problem. I knew well, exactly what you guys were going to be doing between this and level 10, level 10, and level 15. Okay, so... So, Andy? Yes. How much free time do you have nowadays? Uh, well, I'm not sure at the moment. I'm still trying to get everything organized, especially with that whole, you know, getting up at 5 a.m. bit. Yep, yep. So, I haven't, okay. even, I haven't been running since I got the job, which is probably bad because... Yeah, you got to keep up, man. That, Come on. The first half marathon is in one, two, three, four, five weeks. All right. So, well, if if you decide to get back into it, let me know, and we can. I, I'd be happy to assist, and even step out of the game and let you restart it with some other people. Well, who who was really it? Like it was that you, Matt, Miller, Mike, and Bry. Bry, and who was the last one? Mike and Pelizari. Ah, okay. That was a fun cleric. Cleric of neutrality. I found out later, by the way, that WoW stole my idea of that cleric. Oh. Uh, balanced druids are now actually balanced, where half of their abilities have to deal with the moon and half of them have to deal with the sun. Ah. And so the the idea is to kind of keep it bouncing back between them. Yeah, I think I figured out how to... I might just do a reboot. Same idea. Same original Same premise. characters. Same characters. You could do same characters, too. You have our characters. <laughs> somewhere. I have the characters somewhere. They're saved into Gmail. They are somewhere. They exist. <laughs> Yeah, we'd, I'm sure we'd all be fine with a reboot. All right. So what else do we got going on? I think we should probably wrap it up. Uh, you don't want to talk about the DOJ and price fixing with Apple? Eh, I mean, as much as I like ragging on Apple. Smartphones are now 50% of the under 44 crowd. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that the Navy's railgun has moved past the original prototype phase and is now a weaponized prototype phase. Ooh. The bullet that they are using yeah. is designed to slow itself down because <laughs> they don't want to destroy a city yet. Oh, is there a video for this? Yep. Nice. All right. It is a much more 
uh, compact machine than what we've previously seen. So check it out. Yeah, there, there's still some difficulty with it in the sense that even on a nuclear-powered uh, aircraft uh, carrier, aircraft carrier. Well, I was thinking any ship. Yeah, uh, they can't get many shots out of it. <laughs> it consumes so much energy. <laughs> Oh, we've completely forgot about the LED light, too. Yep, yep. Oh, well. We can bring these up next week, though. So, random review. Yes. It's my turn this week. I want to talk about crossword puzzles. Ooh. Now, as people know, I am a bit of a crossword puzzle fan. Yeah. Not quite fanatic, but fan. Yes. I'm not that good, especially since um, I tried out the test American crossword championship puzzle. Mm -hmm. And they said, um, if you can solve it, under 10 minutes, you're good. If you can solve it under 15, you're okay. It took you... Uh, 25 minutes, and I actually didn't even solve it all. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah. But I'm slowly working on it, because I found some decent options for free crossword puzzles online. Now, I'm talking about... There, there's three free and one not free. So the, the, th- the three free options that I found. There's Yahoo crosswords. Yes, that's the, it's, a, it's a new crossword puzzle every day. The problem with that one is, is it's a new crossword puzzle every day. You cannot go back at all. Which Really? It, yeah. No archives. No archives, which is wow. surprising because all, all of the other ones have archives. Some of them are only 30-day archives, but still, that's an entire month. So if you accidentally miss a day, you can go back to yesterday and do it. Or if you missed one two weeks ago, you can go back two weeks and do it. But Yahoo, no. Yahoo is that day and that day only. It's a pretty easy crossword puzzle. It's actually the first one I do because normally I can finish that one in about 10, 15 minutes. The warm-up? Yeah. Then the next step up is the LA Times crossword puzzle. But, as I've said before, the LA Times website just changed their crossword puzzle format, and I don't like it. it the, the printing is off. It doesn't actually print all the stuff the way it used to. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of clues, a lot of empty space, and a little tiny grid to work with, which I think is the exact opposite. I like having a nice big grid to look at and small clues. So that the L, yeah, especially with the ads they have posting now. So I do the LA Times crossword puzzle on the Chicago Tribune's website, because it's the same puzzle. The LA Times syndicates it out to, I think, like 300 newspapers or something like that. That's where the... Uh, Ann Arbor News got theirs. The Kalamazoo Gazette got theirs. was from the LA Times. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the next step up. Then one after that is the USA Today. Their crossword puzzle. It's done by the same company that did the LA Times, but it's a different color scheme. They like the color blue for some odd reason. But that one's a little bit harder. It's also syndicated. It has 30 months, just like the LA Times. Um, and then there's the Washington Post, which is harder but their online um, format isn't that great. Because normally you can use the arrow keys to move around the grid. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I want to jump down to question number 13, so I can use the arrow keys to move around. That doesn't work on the Washington Post website. Oh, no. You have to move and click your mouse over to go to the next clue. Like, sometimes you can just type an answer, tab to the next clue over, and that'll work. You can tab all your way through. No, the Washington Post, you have to mouse click your way around, which is kind of annoying if you're typing answers in. You have to type, move move over to the mouse, click to the next one, type, move over to the mouse, click to the next one. That actually does suck. Yeah. Their printing is not that bad. Most, I think theirs is basically just a PDF of the clue. Some of them actually have this 
um, Infinity Crosswords software. That's the one that most of them are using. The uh, LA Times, USA Today, Yahoo, they all use the Infinity Crossword Puzzle software, so that all looks the same. So if you understand that software, that's no problem. You can do all three of those easy peasy. The Washington Post is the oddball. And those are the, basically, a, it's a good chunk of crossword puzzles. You could do like one of those a day and still do all of the Mondays or all the Tuesdays, or you could, that's four crossword puzzles every day for you to try out for free, which is really nice. Now, when you, you think know of that crossword puzzles. There's a crossword puzzle on dictionary.com. There is? Yep. Oh, I did not know that one. So you could add that one to the list. I don't know about it, so I can't review it. Where is it on the dictionary.com? Oh, daily crossword. Waiting for it to load. Oh, okay then. I'll have to check that one out. But then I was going to jump to... When you think of crossword puzzles, you think of the New York Times crossword puzzle, right? Yes, the big one. Yes, the the basically what is now considered the granddaddy of American crossword puzzles. It's because it seems the British crossword puzzles are different. So there's two downsides to this. The first is you have to pay. Yes. $40 a year, I do believe. Holy crap. Well, that's actually not bad. 40 a year? Yeah, $40 a year for access to play the New York Times crossword puzzle. The second is the fact that you have to download software in order to play it. It's, it's a crossword software called Across Light, mm-hmm. and you have to download it because it's not actually a web-based crossword puzzle. So when you finally pay your money, get access to it, and you wanted to play today's puzzle, you'd click the play button and it would download... Uh, file extension. I think it's like a .pz something. P, .puz file. And you would open that up in a crosslight and that would be your crossword puzzle, which is good because that way you don't have to have web access. You could just download all the crossword puzzles and then open them later whenever you want, but you still have to download and open and it's an external program, this, that, and the other thing, right? Okay. The good side of this is the fact that the New York Times has a, pro- a crossword puzzle archive that goes all the way back to, let me see when the first one is on there, October 1996. Jeez. So you have 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, about 15 years worth of every single crossword puzzle that was in the New York Times. 15 years. So if you really want to get into crossword puzzles... This is the way to do it. Yeah, like I said, it's going to cost you money, which is a downside. All the other ones are free, and they give you a 30-day archive. There's a larger one there, too. If you sign up for the Infinity Crosswords thing, I think theirs is only $20 for the year, or 12 So you could go and pay and get access to the other databases, their entire archives, if you really wanted to. But I got the New York Times one, which it's nice because it's the New York Times crossword puzzles. And you get access to a huge archive. So if you like crossword puzzles or if you want to try and start getting into crossword puzzles, those are some options. Just go to Yahoo, go to Dictionary. I'll have to check that one out, see how good the crossword puzzle is. USA Today, Washington Post. There's plenty of options if you don't want to spend any money, but there's a really great option if you do. So there you go. You have any questions, Dave? Uh, why you haven't mentioned Sporkle. Sporkle? Sporkle. What the hell is Sporkle? Sporkle is that one website that I sent you to with the video games. Oh, Sporkle. Sporkle, if you are into crosswords, is actually really a, a fantastic place to practice because there are many quizzes on there. And I, I perhaps will save most of Sporkle for a review next week. But there are many quizzes on there that have 
crossword style clues that are not set up in a crossword. So it's a, it's actually a really good place, free place, to practice that type of thought. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. Uh, especially the one style where every subsequent word one letter is changed. There's a there's a one on Sporkle right now, which is the largest cities U.S. cities with no Walmart. Oh God. <laughs> Good luck. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There yep. are ten cities, the ten largest cities that do not have a Walmart. Yep. Also, the for what it's worth, if anyone wants to try and beat me on the uh, first video game music one, where they give you a ten-minute clip of video game songs, and you have to name the game, I think I scored a 22 out of 90. I do believe I scored, what, 2018, something like that? You, yeah, you were in the teens. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of proud to say that I did the best of all of my friends. You tried it, Bri tried it, Brendan tried it, and Brendan tried it with Julie, and I still got the highest. So I, I'm pretty pleased at that. Right. Also disgusted by it, but pleased by it. So, Sporka, we'll talk more about that next week. Yep, Crossword puzzles, options. I'll put links to all of them that I know of on our link list, so give you an option to go to. So we should finish up with our random review. Yes. Or, sorry, random topic. Random topic. Favorite musical. We could have danced all night. Dude. All right, whistling into a microphone doesn't work, Andy. Yeah, I just realized that, which is why I stopped after two notes. Yeah. Sorry, my that, bad on that that's one. That's My Fair Lady? Yeah. Okay. That is a really good musical. I know. I will grant you that. My Fair Lady is pretty fantastic. Uh, and I, I get the pleasure of actually teaching in that room every so often. The what room? My Fair Lady. You have a room that's set up like My Fair... It's, it's, it's not set up, it's just called My Fair Lady. Oh. Uh, it's right next to Les Mis. Is it basically um, Henry Higgins' office with a lot no, of books? No, no, no. That would be really cool. But no, the, the theme doesn't follow quite that close. It's more or less just the name is the theme. Oh. Uh, as I said, it's next to Les Mis, and those two together are the musicals. Next to that is Wild Wild West. We also have the James Bond rooms, 007, so it's uh, Dr. No and Goldfinger are those two rooms. But there's nothing special about the room other than the... I, well, there's, there's like, in the, the musical rooms, no, there really isn't anything. In some of the other rooms, there are, like, props or things that could be loosely related to it, or there's a mural on the wall, something like that. So, yeah, like Indiana think, Jones, there's a crate outside that says property of Dr. Jones, and it has a whip on it. Uh, murder in the Midwest, there's a butler, mannequin of a butler, standing with a tray with a noose, a revolver, a lead pipe, and a wrench, <laughs> and a knife. Funny. Yeah. So, okay. So, okay, so My Fair Lady for Andy. Yep. Uh, so we could, I'm just trying to think of other musicals. Oh, Music Man is pretty decent. Every time somebody says the music ran, instead, in my head, I have the monorail song. Monorail, 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 monorail. Uh, I've never actually seen Singing in the Rain or Neither West Side Story. Or Guys and Dolls. Oh, Guys and Dolls. Guys and Dolls was really good. Especially, well, okay, the Guys and Dolls, the movie, had Marlon Brando and Frank Sinatra in it. Yep. Which was really good. I still have to say, though, my favorite version of that was actually the version they did in high school. Cause they had I, I didn't see it, actually. Brian Marl was Big Louie. Oh, God. So it did, it went, normally in the movies, Big Louie's big. Big, but he was not. No, Brian Marl just... is a tiny guy. So it had that classic, ironic mobster feel to it. But he still yep. had Brian Marl's deep voice. It was like... Rawr. Yep. Um, so Guys and Dolls was pretty good. 
Fuck, be a lady tonight. So I, sue, I, me, well, sue me. What, what can, can you, you do? Me? Now, here's the question, though. How do the modern musicals for you compare to classics like Gilbert and Sullivan? Well, see, that's what I was about to bring up. I'm like, well, we, we, these are all good, and I wouldn't really call them modern at this point. Well, still comparing it to the classic I mean, operatic yeah, musicals. Yeah. Uh, well, before I dive into Gilbert and Sullivan, I do have to say the remake of The Producers as a musical was really, really good also. I don't know if I could, because it's Gene Wilder. I mean, well, except it's not. It's Matthew Broderick. I know, which because that's the musical version. Gene Wilder was the movie. They both play the character in very different yeah. ways, and it either way works. They are different people. Prisoners of love, blue skies, blue skies above. above. <laughs> oh man! Can't take us away. <laughs> now I do have to say, I just actually watched The King and I recently. That was a decent one. That I don't remember much one. of the music from it though, so I'd have to knock it down just because of that. I mean, all these other ones we've been naming off, we've yeah. got song after song. Like, we just know those. King and I, I remember the plot, but I don't really remember I any of the I think the music. only song I can really remember from The King and I is Shall We Dance. Yeah. And even that I don't really remember. Shall We Dance? One, two, three. Uh, but when you, when you compare these to things like Gilbert and Sullivan and the operettas, yeah. musicals are plays that have music. Yes. Whereas the operetta is an opera that has speaking. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's kind of my distinction okay, between well, them. Now I'm now, okay, now I'm thinking about this. There's basically the three types of musicals. You have the operatic, which is an opera with speaking parts. Yeah. You have the classic musicals, which are guys and dolls, which it's, it's a movie or a play with musical parts. Right. And now you have kind of like the modern musical, which is like Mamma Mia. Or, well, granted. Avenue Q. Yeah. Uh, well, but I, I Tommy put would those, be the start of that. No, I, I'd still put those with the same group as guys and dolls. Really? You put- uh, in the sense that the music is the break. True. Right? In in the opera, that's what I said, right? Operettas are opera with speaking parts. Yes. Where the speaking the, parts are the, the break. Speaking, from- that's the break. And it's a very fine distinction, and I'm sure there's a ton of gray area. But that that's kind of how I see it. Now, as far as which one do I prefer, I don't know. I mean, I grew up on Gilbert and Sullivan. It has this nostalgia value. Uh, I am the very model of a modern major general. I have... I am the very model of a modern cartoon individual. <laughs> the Elements by Tom Lehrer. You know, it's kind of interesting. Yes. Sorry, Kate just literally sent me a text message. What would you say to mixing Sprite with pickle juice? Gross. <laughs> I hope that's not your interesting thing. No, just... Um, what would be really interesting is mixing Sprite and pickle juice. <laughs> Sorry, that it, it literally just threw me off because that's such an... Why are you checking your phone? Well, I got a text message from Kate, so I got to make... I, maybe she's in trouble or something. Okay, fine. It was more of a well-being thought dinner. process. But think about it. The first move, the first movie that was a talkie was actually The Jazz Singer, which was a musical. Right. I just find that kind of funny. The, the first words spoken on film was a break between two songs. Yep. That's what I thought was interesting. Okay. That, that, yes. The first, I, I like, modern that. movie was a musical. Yeah. Oh. God, Thank but you, now, now I think about it. What about... Holiday Inn had some great stuff there. I'm thinking of like the Fred Astaire almost dancing Never musicals. Never heard of it. Um, I, you know, Andy, I'm not sure I can come up with my favorite. Oh, jeez. This is, this is a hard, hard question. I also love how neither one of us has brought up Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where's that rim shot? <laughs> oh, I closed the window down. Oh, <laughs> Mary Poppins the musical. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, Sound of Music. Nah. Oklahoma. Yeah. No. Paint the wagon. Uh, think of um, Disney animated films. Songs from Aladdin. Beauty oh, okay, no, those are not musicals. In no way can you count those as musicals. You can't count Aladdin as musical? No. It's the same process. The music is a break and yet still somehow... I, I do forward. not count Aladdin as a musical. Lion King on Broadway you can count as a musical. But really, the circle of life, can you feel the love tonight? Did I not say Lion King on Broadway you can count as a musical? Yes, but all those songs were in the original Lion King movie, Hakuna Matata. Once it's in an animated movie, a musical does not make. (laughs) I'm sorry, but now that I see those... It was a play before it was a movie. What? what, what? She was commenting about Sound of Music and that it was a movie. I'm saying it was a play first. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, it, it... Movies do not count unless they were previously on Broadway or some theater. All right. Then Dr. Horrible does not count as a musical. No, it does not. It is a sing-along. <laughs> I don't know. I think I painted myself into a corner here. Yes, you I have. I don't know. I, the, the idea of an animated movie being considered a musical just doesn't fit with me. But it's still... Live action, I might be able to grant you. Yeah, okay. So... I, I could probably grant you Dr. Horrible, but I, I cannot grant you... Uh, uh, an animated movie as a musical. The premise behind Aladdin... If, if, if they want to put it on Broadway, if they want to do it live action, go for it. But just the way it is as I an think, animated movie, I, it's I not think, a musical. Yeah, no, I think by... And I, I feel like I'm, you know, Roger Ebert of, like, video games are not art. Animated movies are not musicals. I don't care if they're singing or not. It could be an opera. If it's animated, it's a movie. It does not get to move into that gray area. Okay, according to the MPAA, Aladdin is considered an animated musical family film. I'm glad for the MPAA. I don't see it as a musical. (sighs) I have to disagree with you on that one. I... Aladdin, Disney, those are musicals. I will grant you that they have music aspects. They they have parts of them that are indeed musical. All right, I'm looking at our listeners. Somebody needs to settle this because I don't think we're not going to agree on this one. So we're going to throw it out to people. Send us an email. Send us a tweet. Let us know what you think. Would Aladdin be considered a musical? I, I still need to come up with my favorite musical. Yes, yes, you do. Shit, I don't know. There, there are so many that are good. I don't know. Didn't Beauty and the Beast win something, music-wise? Uh, an Oscar? Won the Oscar for Best Music and Original Score. Yeah, but Andy, <laughs> that Oscar is given every year. Are you going to claim that every movie that gets it is a musical? I don't know. The last movie they got it was the Muppet movie, so... Right. Well, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, the year before that. Let's, let's try that. Uh... Last year before that, how it's hard in here for a pimp, or was that two how, years ago? Andy, how many times did John Williams win that? <laughs> and how many musicals has he done? I'll just leave it at that. Beauty and the Beast had two Oscar nominations for Best Original Song, and you're not considering it a musical. It, uh, two Oscar it, you nominations. You know what? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you this. If we separate them and give them a subcategory of animated musical... <laughs> But then it's an animated can, musical, therefore it's a section, musical. Right, but if I can section them all off and just kind of pretend they don't exist. <laughs> Your thumb is still a finger even though it's a thumb. 
Checkmate. So anyways, favorite musicals. You still haven't given me one. I know. I have several that I really enjoy. Okay, give me your give me top three. If you can't do top three, give me top five. Avenue Q, HMS Pinafore. Two. Pirates of Panzan. Three. Guys and Dolls. Four. I think that's, yeah, that probably rounds up the okay. top. Uh, Music Man. Five. We'll give top five. All right, there you go. In no particular order. Gotcha. Now I think we can um, finally end this, and this is most likely going to be a 76 special. Okay. We need a musical number for that. That sounds <laughs> like... 76 special? Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.